in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. This is Nick Krita, your host, and I'm very happy to introduce to you my guest, Wayne Bowen. Nice to have you with us, Wayne. Thank you. It's good to be here in Adelaide. Just uh, heard about that uh, you link Adelaide with uh, your um, first arrival in Australia. Yeah, back in the, well, not my first arrival, my ancestors um, arrived back in the 1800s and uh, made their way through the streets of Adelaide up to a little place called Handorf. So I've been there once and at the end of the uh, Handorf you've got a, a street there called Baum Drive. So I've had my picture taken under that and yeah, I haven't been back to Adelaide that many times but um, it holds a special place for me, that's for sure. Which means you have a German background. I do, I have a German background. <laughs> Wayne, it's a pleasure to have with, uh, you, with us for this program. This program particularly features testimonies, stories, your walk with Jesus. Mm. And just before I would um, like to hear from your story, would you mind to just introduce yourself a bit and give us a bit of your background? Yeah, thank you, Nick. Um, born and bred in, in Victoria, so I come originally over the border, and um, from there uh, all my schooling was, was in Victoria, and um, from there headed to Avondale College to do some study in Avondale College. Um, but I guess before I get to Avondale College, there was a significant thing that took place for me in my final year of high school where I was diagnosed with, with cancer. And that was one of those faith-forming moments for me. You know, I still remember 9th of June. It was the, the Tuesday after the long weekend in, in Victoria, Queen's birthday weekend. And I uh, went to the doctor and the doctor um, said, look, we, we better run some tests. And they ran the tests and the Wednesday the test came back. Thursday I was in hospital um, for, the, for surgery and that then shaped, I guess, the next few years, um, particularly that year when I underwent the, the chemotherapy. But then from a faith perspective, that really started to, started to and did change my walk with God in a very significant way. I guess when you get that diagnosis and, and maybe some of the listeners uh, listening to us now have, have had that diagnosis, mm -hmm. you know, the future then becomes very uncertain. What's coming next? What treatment's next? Um, will I be here for my next birthday? Will I be here for next Christmas? You know, will I get married? And all those sort of things. So that was a real um, faith-forming moment for me as we went through that trial and, and indeed for, the, you know, for my family as well. I've got a brother and sister, mum and dad, and um, you know, when they're looking on their, the little brother or their younger son uh, going through that, it, you know, I guess, shook their, their world as well. Mm. And then also, you know, I was in year 12, so my, my year 12 class, it shook them because he's one of their friends going through a, a difficult time. And I still remember one of my um, friends, I was walking in the classroom and he said to me going in, and he wasn't, I guess like most of us teens back then, we weren't sort of overtly spiritual. But I remember him saying when I was walking into the classroom uh, one day, and I guess at that point I'd lost my hair, um, and I walked in the classroom, he said, hey Wayne, I'm praying for you. And that was a significant thing to have one of your peers say that to you, hey, this is how much they value the friendship, that now they're, they're taking me to God in prayer, asking for his intervention in my life. And so 30 years on, 
God has obviously still you know, intervened then, but he's still intervening in my life now. And Praise um, the Lord. You know, fit, healthy. In that time, you know, went to Avondale College, married, children, and now I guess travelling to different parts of Australia, different parts of the world, testifying to the goodness of God. And uh, it's been an extraordinary journey as I've had the privilege of doing that, but then also as a family, we've had a privilege of doing that together. And it's not just me packing up the bag and jumping on a plane and going, but um, as a family, we've had the privilege of serving overseas for you know, five, four years um, in Solomon Islands and Fiji. And that's been extraordinary, both for, for me, but also the boys as they've grown up, um, as they've experienced different cultures, different places, different people. It's um, been a pretty extraordinary experience and an amazing journey that we're just so grateful for. Wow, that's good. Uh, and you mentioned that you're traveling a lot recently. Uh, you are involved with the Hope Channel. Yeah. And um, that was a bit of a challenge for me to come and interview you, you know, because uh, even we working, uh, you know, uh, with the radio behind the glass, as we say, but you are on the glass maybe sometime. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, amazing to work with Hope Channel? Hope Channel is a, a worldwide Christian television station, as you know, and we partner with, with Faith FM. Faith FM is the radio arm of it. Hope Channel is the, the TV arm. And, uh, look, television work is extraordinary. Um, you start getting cameras pointing at you. All of a sudden, um, you become very conscious of what you're doing, your, um, I guess, appearances and the message, the nerves, you know, go up to the next level. Um, but I guess as I've travelled around in the last little while, you then meet incredible people. And this is probably one of the amazing things that I've seen is that, or that I've been blessed with, is ministry and TV is about people. Mm-hmm. And you come across people, and I guess you've, you do this in radio, the people you interview, their stories are just inspiring. And, and whether it's someone that has had an amazing testimony to give, which I believe everyone's got, or whether it's someone that hasn't travelled outside their their community but they've still got an amazing story to tell of how God has used them and um, you know I guess for you know, I look through scripture God called Abraham to go pack up everything and go to a land that I'll show you and yet for Noah he said well hang on I want you to stay here and build a boat so whether it's traveling to different parts of the world or staying in a community uh, ministering as God calls both are extremely important. Mm. And um, I guess in, in, in these roles, you just get to meet people doing extraordinary things as God calls them to to reach out and, and share his love and his character to people that might be in good times, to people that might be in difficult times. Um, and it's a privilege to meet people wherever they are in those places and, and be part of that journey with them. I'm pretty sure they have a lots of story to tell, you know, as you travel around. But also... I'd like to come back uh, a bit more for your story. You share with us already how God uh, intervened in your life, how God is uh, taking care of you every moment, every day. Mm. Did you have in your time, after you passed through all those difficult times, you know, with the cancer and treatments, a time when you feel like um, not connected very well with God? Or how was that? Just asking. Look, I guess when you look through the Christian journey, you go through those periods of, of highs and lows. 
there'll be times where there is that sense that, that God is sitting right here with, with like we are now. And there are other times where you think, Lord, where are you in this? Whether it be in a, a difficult circumstance and you're trying to see where are you actually leading through this? I guess none, nothing probably comes to mind of those points, but I certainly remember them clearly. And I guess when we came back from overseas, to end up working in the television industry for Hope Channel was something totally out of left field. Lord, where, where's this come from? Um, certainly on the islands, you, you don't have access to TV, you don't have access to technology like you do back here in Australia. And so I came back, I guess, wondering, Lord, is this really where you want me to be? Mm -hmm. um, because in that time, you know, we'd gone from, you know, very, very early introduction of, I guess, the iPhones and the smartphones to now we were much further on down the track. Social media had certainly taken off during that time. And we weren't part of that journey. So it was very, you know, odd to come back into that place. And so I remember for the first six months as we're readjusting into, back into Australian culture again, wondering, is this really where you want me to be? The regularity of work was, was something that was just so bizarre. Mm. You know, nine to five, really? Is this what the rest of my life is going to be like, living out you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. So that was, I guess, one of those times where, um, Lord, I need to hear from you. Uh, is this, you've opened this door and I'm, I'm here, but is this really where you want me? And I guess over the, the time then, and that's now three years ago, I can see how God has opened up different opportunities and, and um, he's used the skills and gifts that he's given to me to advance his work in, in new and different ways. But I remember, you know, there, there are some, I can, I guess, glibly pass over it, but I guess as I reflect back on there's probably some dark days in there where I've really struggled and I've, I've tried to understand what, what's, what's going on here or understand the culture or climate of, of things. You know, is this really what it's going to be, um, be like? But the Lord just continues to open up enough for you to see that this is where he needs you to be at the time and I guess that's that's one of the encouraging things it may not always be clear and you know I've got that vision of where I need to be but God just opens up enough just to remind you that yep this is where I need you to be and you know I didn't ask that question to put you in a in difficulties you know because sometimes people will say oh you know I'm a devoted Christian you mm -hmm. know follower of Jesus um, I'm doing things well but as you just mentioned Sometimes God's ways are not our ways, or yeah. our ways are not God's ways. And uh, yeah, we experience with God every day. And as long as we allow Him to work in our life, um, I think we are on a, on a safe uh, path. Wayne. Uh, just on that one, I'm just, um, for our listeners, sure. I'm just opening up my Bible for a minute, and I've got to put my glasses on. Um, that's the joys of old age. I, I read something this week, and my Bible was, was open to this. Uh, this week on, on my desk, and and this was a, 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 a reminder for me, um, and again maybe for our friends that are listening, in Psalms 37, there's some encouragement to help us through some of those those difficult times, and you know this these last couple of weeks have been probably difficult for me, and and this was open, so whether Carol left it open for me on the on my desk or what have you, but this was what Psalms said, and there were there were four verses here, and, and there were some key words. Psalms 37.3, 
trust in the Lord. And so I, I meditated on that for a little. And then the next verse, the key words, was delight yourself also in the Lord. And so I started to feel a little bit encouraged here when I was reading these things. And then in verse 5 it goes, commit your ways to the Lord. And I can just recall this week as I listened and as I read these, that sense of peace that started to come over me again. Because then in verse 7 it finishes off with rest in the Lord mm-hmm. and, and wait patiently for him. And I guess when, when we're trying to find those, that pathway forward, sometimes not everything makes sense. And then as you know, Psalms 37 and, and 38, I kept on reading, and then you get to Psalms 40, in verse 1 it says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. And I just find that, I, I found that incredibly comforting, hopeful, encouraging to, to me and maybe for those folk that are listening that, um, yeah, maybe waiting to hear something from the Lord, you know, just to take those key words from Psalms 37, you know, trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit your ways to the Lord and rest in the Lord and he'll show the way forward and we just walk in accordance with what the Lord opens up before us. And that, and that uh, verse, because it's my favourite verse actually, to wait patiently for the Lord. You know, yeah. sometimes we are very eager to do things in our own way, but God has a plan with each one of us. Well, it's interesting then on that one, because it goes on in verse 8, when we're getting anxious or, or maybe that, that uneasiness and, and maybe even anger is coming mm. up. Lord, you know, what's happening here? Yeah, the Bible says in verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Mm. So it's almost like the Lord has, has seen that and said, hey, hang on, you know, don't be stressed. Cease from anger. Don't fret about these things. I'll reveal them, uh, these things to you and then walk forward as accordingly as, as I open those doors for you. Just coming back to uh, what we just opened up a bit earlier, meeting people mm. all around the world, you know, where, wherever you, you are traveling, what impacts you from people's walk with Jesus, their stories, you know, would you be able to share with us some of those stories yeah. or? Everybody's story is so different and I think that's, that's precious when you look at, um, you know, my story is not the best story, other people's stories are just, you know, I, I, I praise God for, for those people and, and what those experiences that God has given to them. There are just so many different people that have helped me grow spiritually, some here in Australia, some overseas. I remember there was one man by the name of, of Alex. He came into my office when I was working in, in Honiara. I'd only been there sort of fairly, you know, only a few weeks. And he walks into the office and it would, that would be just one of those regular occurrences of Alex coming into my office to see me every time he was in Honiara. And he would come in with amazing stories. I remember when he was, he was telling me his story, first of all, of how he came to a knowledge of the Lord. He, you know, he had been in prison for 17 years. He was involved in, in violent crimes. He was you know, a feared man throughout Honiara. But I never saw that in him. I just saw this beaming smile of a man that the Lord had changed, the Lord had impacted. He, um, and, and I guess everywhere he goes now, you know, and he, he can't read and write. And so everywhere he goes, he gets someone to read a passage out of the Bible and off he goes, he explains it. And um, 
you know, people are coming to faith. It's extraordinary to see. There was another man, I remember he was um, our mechanic at the, uh, the mission office there in Honiara. And he came to me and said, oh, Pastor, um, I want to run a, a program for my, my village. And I said, well, what do you need? And he said, oh, I need, um, need a, a data projector. I need um, a generator and a DVD player. And he wasn't looking at talking. He, he just simply wanted to, to put, put something up on the, the big screen and, and people in his village would watch. And uh, so we supplied those things for him and, and off he went. You know, during his holidays, this is what he was doing. And it was interesting when he came back. You know, he was one of the, the um, people I sought out pretty quickly. I said, hey, Joshua, how did, how did your program go? He said, oh, Pastor. He said, we had about 300 people come to our, our program. I said, well, tell me about it. And he said, well, the first night there was a big storm that was coming straight for us. And I looked at the storm and I said, Lord, you're the God of that storm. Send it away because it's going to wreck our program. And he said, I stood there and just watched the storm slip around us. Wow. And, and they were able to move ahead and run the program. Uh, on another night, the generator was playing up and it was um, gaining revs, losing revs, and it was no consistency in, in its power supply. And when you get to things like that, it obviously spikes computers and electronic equipment and so forth. And so he goes out the back and, and puts his hand on the generator and said, Lord, you need to fix this. Amen. And it worked perfectly for the night. And again, people were able to enjoy the, the program. On another night, the DVD player, maybe because of the generator or whatever it be, was actually smoking. Um, so you think, well, that sign, smoke coming out of electrical equipment is not, not a good, good sign. Not no. a sign, not, not at all. <laughs> and uh, so he went up and he said, Lord, you made the people who made this DVD player. You know what we've got to do here. Lord, you've got to make this work. Amen. And it worked. And, and it didn't miss a beat then for the rest of the program. At the end of that program, this humble mechanic had brought 30 people to the Lord. And, and, and what I find so touchy on this one, Nick, is there was um, one of the people that gave his life to, to Christ came and said, Ian Pigeon, me fellow want to go for a swim outside your village. In other words, I'm going to be baptised out front of your village. Uh, and that's how he said, hey, I want to become a Christian. I want to come to faith. Me fellow want to be baptised outside your village. And that's, you know, it's, it's that sort of, it's, it's the rawness, the beauty of life that people just, I've had the privilege of sharing in that, that journey, has been incredibly rewarding and enriching my own spiritual journey as I see God's um, leading in a very special way. Yes, uh, it's wonderful. And we are privileged to hear uh, those stories coming across with uh, people who are experiencing a very vibrant walk with Jesus yeah. and each one of us can do that yeah. if we are uh, called to be Christians and not having an experience with God that's a bit uh, you know can fade it very easily you know yeah. that sort of walk with God Wayne thank you very much for uh, taking a bit of time from your busy schedule to come with us and share with us uh, a bit of yourself, but also um, how other people are experiencing God in their lives, uh, not only here in Australia, but uh, in the islands and all around the world. Just before we leave uh, this program, uh, would you have a short message to, to our listeners, just to 
encourage them and maybe to to be part of this ministry of reaching out to other people in their um, circles yeah one of the the stories that i guess i reflect on um and just turning my pages to my bible now the story of of luke chapter 19 and i guess it's well known to to us and the story of zacchaeus yeah this was a man that was in need of of change as well you know tax collector hated by his own people you know very much in the 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 vein of of taking more than what was owed people and you know this isolated him from people but also isolated him from god mm-hmm. and yet as we read the story through someone has has said something about jesus which has piqued his interest and he's taken a i guess a a decision a step i need to see this man because where i've been rejected he seems that he would accept me and so he runs the you know, bible says you know short man we know the story he um runs to the the nearest tree and i've stood supposedly at the base of that tree there in 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 jericho where um where they were and he's climbed the tree for a closer glimpse of jesus and i guess it just as i see that i just admire the lengths that he went in order to see jesus amen what lengths am i prepared to go to in order to see jesus more clearly now he may have had a glimpse before but he couldn't see him clearly Mm -hmm. and so he was prepared to do anything to get a clearer glimpse of of who jesus was and you know I, i think of my life what what is stopping me maybe from seeing Jesus too clearly? Is it, um, am I spending too much time watching telly? Am I spending too much time buying things for myself? Am I spending, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, for Nick or, you know, anyone, for those listening, there might be something that's stopping mm-hmm. them really catching a, a glimpse of who Jesus is. And, and so Zacchaeus, he wanted to see Jesus clearly, so he goes to the tree and, and, and goes to that nth degree to see him. Um, he then encounters Jesus and he doesn't just simply just then say okay I'm sorry for what I've done that's it he actually wants to make restitution and you know the Bible says here that Zacchaeus said Lord if I've, I've taken anything um, from anyone I'll, I'll give half of my goods to the poor and if I've taken anything from anyone falsely I'll restore it four times so you know, he's going beyond. So that encounter with Jesus was precious mm-hmm. and it caused him to do something that um, maybe he otherwise wouldn't have, have done. But then Jesus responds to him and says, today salvation has come to this house because he's also the son of Abraham. For the son of man, this is a bit I, I guess I want to focus on as well. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus has impacted my life that I need to now impact somebody else, others and join in their story. Um, and I'm inspired by people that join in that story with other people. Mm. You know, they're looking to share Jesus. They're looking to share that hope. They're looking to share Jesus' love. And that core teaching there of Jesus, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And there may be people, again, that are our neighbours or our friends or even our family that um, are struggling in their walk, and in their life and just need 
to get a glimpse of Jesus. Someone said there are um, five Gospels that were written. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and we were the fifth. Because they said that we might be the only Gospel that they ever read. And so I guess that, that glimpse here, as we experience Jesus, we also had to go out and to seek and to save that which was lost and give them hope. Give them the love of God mm. and uh, restore them to the kingdom of heaven. That's wonderful. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Wayne, for uh, coming and sharing with us uh, today. Uh, time is against us and yeah. we need to stop here. But may God bless you and use you in a powerful way to reach out to many other people out there. Thank you, Nick. God bless. Thank you. Until next time, I wish you all to keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Can you see the little boy sleeping on the street? He supports his family, he works so they can eat. Can you see the little girl trapped in a life she did not choose? Tortured and used, shamed and abused, oh can you see the need? Can you see the need? Jesus saw the people that the world chose not to see. Jesus chose to love, to love outrageously. Let us be like him. Let us help the least of these. Let us choose to see, to see the need. Can you see the nation torn by war? Those who can't speak for themselves Be the hands that free
outrageously Cause Jesus saw the people that the world chose not to see Jesus chose to love, to love outrageously 